Welcome to the New Clothes Podcast. This is where we are creating a space for our brokenness, yet remembering that God uses broken people just like us. Satan, you don't get to win today. We are forgiven, we are free, and we have the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. So, let's get started, friends. I got new clothes. Don't you want some too? I gotta tell you what he did for me. He wants to do for you. He wants to heal you. Well, I am so excited because today I have one of my really good friends with me. This is Suzette Volsey. She is not only a friend, she's a fellow missionary in Haiti. Her husband and her are really my leaders in Haiti as they are um, the church that I attend in Haiti is, is uh, Pastor Volsey is, is my pastor. And you guys are just an incredible resource for Haiti, but also I think for the United States, you have such a gift and you are doing so much for God. So I'd like you to start out by just sharing a little bit about you. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. It's really great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Um, I can't believe we're in Florida together. <laughs> from Haiti to Florida. That's wonderful. So um, basically, yes, we do ministry here in the U.S. as well as in Haiti, but we're our focus is Haiti, but however, my belief is that wherever I'm at, God calls me to serve, I will serve. I was born in Haiti, raised in the U.S. Um, I believe that at a very early age, God told me to whom much is given, much is required from there. Um, what seemed very little at the time where I would visit Haiti, um, just bringing school supplies, pencils, pens. I was very young. Whatever I could get out there, I would bring it. <laughs> But somehow God, you know, really connected me with my home country and my mom did a really good job at um, helping us to remain connected to our roots where we came from, um, being grateful for all that America offered us. But yet we've always felt that we need to give back to the country. So that's how I met, met Julio, okay. um, continue to do ministry. Um, I'm the founder of Living Beyond P35 a ministry focus. Um, we focus on basically women, empowering women. How do we encourage women to, um, to find freedom in Christ? I always say it, not find freedom to do as you please, but <laughs> discover your purpose, what God has purposed you for. Embrace your story, no matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through it, you could make room for others. And that will point people to Jesus. At the end of the day, I think it's always about soul. God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, for us. So we can be the hands and feet of him mm-hmm. um, here on this earth and make a difference and bring people to know him. So um, in addition to that, we have a school in Haiti. We have a small organization, Hope Outreach International. Um, I tell folks I concentrate on two things, education and women empowerment. Um, okay. And of course, they all rooted in the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put these together, there's no way you cannot have success in life, no matter what life throws at you. So in a nutshell, this is who I am. I do much more, but I don't think that's what's important right now. I just wanted to introduce myself real quick. Well, and also, I mean, you, um, you and, and Julio, Pastor Julio have Haiti Teen Challenge. Mm-hmm. And so you pour into the women's ministry and, and those girls have, you know, a lot of my listeners, my, mine. My listeners are a lot of people also who have had maybe a struggle in their past or, mm-hmm. and they, they have a hard time forgiving themselves and they have, you know, and I know 
with you working with the girls in Haiti Teen Challenge, you have taught them that it's they are so much more than their past mm-hmm. and that they're they can be remade new. And I love how you said we're free in Christ, not free to do what we please, but yep. free <laughs> from yep. our past, from the guilt and the shame. And I think that um, I work personally with a couple of the ladies that have graduated from your That's program. That's right. You, they, not only that, you served. You, yeah. you volunteer. You were yeah. teaching English. <laughs> yeah, I, was. I had a yes. great time. Yes, for um, sure. But some of your ladies that come, they they actually work with the teenagers that we work with in Haiti, and mm-hmm. they are so founded in their knowledge of who they are in Christ. And, yes. and I know that, that God has used you like... I'm going to get worked up. (laughs) God has used your ministry to bring healing to these young women. And it's beautiful. Well, (laughs) you know what? It's a blessing and it's an honor at the same time. I remember um, most of our lives, you know, we lived here. um, But however, like I said, from a very early age, we used to go back to Haiti. And in 2014, we felt like God said, you know, it's finally time to move because we've Mm -hmm. made so many attempts um, to go before that, but because of political unrest and other things that were, that was going on, but God always kept us connected with the country. In 2014, when I went to Haiti, the men's program had already opened, but I knew that God had laid it in my heart to open the women's program there. And, um, and I think one of the things that I believe in and it has impacted my life over the years is, is um, mentoring. Um, I feel like mentoring is just such a key component to our Christian life yeah. and to our walk with Christ and, you know, in our growth and our maturity. And, and I think, and that's the idea that if women can actually know who they are, we can actually make a significant impact in society. When I went to Haiti in 2014, we didn't have the women's program yet, but God had told me to prepare the Mm. women that would lead the women's program. So when you talk about past, um, I think culturally, there's a difference between the American culture and the Haitian culture. And and I think it's a little bit pretty much more open in American culture to embrace who we are, where we came from, than it is in the Haitian culture. Mm. So I say all this to say that um, these women now who are in the program, who are actually probably serving with you, and you're talking about how they are grounded in their faith and, you know, um, knowing who they are and knowing that, you know, it is Christ you know, it is Christ who gave them their freedom and so forth and so on. But there was a group of women in 2014 that I had to work with um, to prepare them. And people like myself, my age, my peers, um, moving to Haiti was not an easy move. I, I realized that I came from a culture, I know certain things, but when you move to a country like Haiti, it's not a one size fits all. Because I think sometimes we go with the mentality that we can fix everything and everyone until we're like, okay. Yeah slow down. You have a few things to teach, but you have a few things to learn. Mm. But for me, being a Haitian American, most of my time was spent here in America. So going back to Haiti, there's, there were, I had to learn a lot from Haiti. So I had to surround myself with Haitian women who were grounded in Haiti, but yet um, that little piece of culture that I brought from America where I can sit down and kind of evaluate myself and look at myself in the mirror. So I had the opportunity to share that with them. So preparing them to be able to see who they are, looking at their own past 
so that when they step into a conversation with these women that are coming in, that are broken, um, that they just were faced with all the craziness of this world, the rejection and all that. So my women, these women that I started to mentor begin to kind of see themselves as these women that they will be serving. So oh. their past, they begin to look at every step of it and see how God has used, you know, um, the good and the bad to bring them to where they're at in areas in their own lives that they needed to work in, in order to be able to face another broken woman. So it was a work that started, started from the ground up and it is being fruitful right now. And the key thing is Jamie is that your past is your past, but it cannot, and you don't have to allow it to determine your future. Um, because the, the, the idea is how do you look at your present? What do you do with the present when you look at the past and what are you willing to do differently as Mm. you move forward? Because the past, there were things that happened to us. We had no control over. They just happened. But in the same manner, there were things that happened that, you know, we had some control over, Mm -hmm. but now that we are in Christ, because the program of teen challenge is is not guided by, you know, because we're so great, we're great counselors. No, we are all broken. (laughs) We are all broken and we are able to sit and say something and probably have any kind of victory because of what Christ did for us on on the cross. So the biggest part about the program, um, it's a discipleship. If someone is in Christ, he is a new creature. So once they come in, I am a new creation. Hey, every day I strive, you know, to be that and to find myself. And you come, you have the opportunity to be a new creature. So the things that happened to you in the past, the decisions that you made, we say, you know what? We were ignorant, you know, they happened. But today we're no longer ignorant. Mm. So Our past does not have to determine our future. What we do with today will determine what, you know, where we end up tomorrow, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was looking in the book of, um, I think it's Joshua and, you know, um, the tribe of Manasseh, they had already gotten their freedom before they crossed the Jordan, mm-hmm. but God said, you've already gotten your rest. Mm-hmm. So you need to go fight for your brothers to get their ah. rest too. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that is what we are called to do. Yes. If we have our healing and our rest, mm-hmm. we're to go fight for our sisters. Yes. Yes, because we're already settled. We're there and we want them to be there too. You know, like we're called right from the very beginning. For sure. So this month we're talking last, last Thursday, the podcast was about digging under our tents. And we talked about how Aiken had hid things under his tent. And then, and then we correlated it with how Paul calls our body, the tent, right? Mm -hmm. And when we just hide things like God breaks down walls, our salvation is free, but he's expecting all of all of the treasures after those, you know, he wanted all of the plunder and, and Aiken hid some of that plunder mm-hmm. and, and with salvation, God brought our walls down, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have to do anything for that battle, but he wants all the plunder. He wants everything. And so when we keep things from God or we hide things that we don't think we can quite trust God with the next battle we face we get defeated because God wants us to surrender. It can mean he that troubleth. You know, there's things in our mind and our lives that are troubleth. Mm-hmm. And, and God wants us to surrender those. And so if somebody's got a hurt in the past and they, you know, they've they they've surrendered their life to God, 
They, they know Christ has saved them. They know that salvation is free, but they're still holding on to something that they're not trusting God with. How do we get through that? <laughs> That's a tough Ooh. question, huh? Yeah, it surely <laughs> is. It surely well, is. Deep. <laughs> it is deep. Um, I, for me personally, growing up, um, I guess God gave me a life passage that I live by. And it is really the, the foundation and the anchor of the ministry that he's given me um, through living beyond P35 basically stand for no matter what you've been through, you know, live beyond it. But P35 is Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Um, when it comes to past hurts, there are certain things, sometimes they are so, they are so buried in for so long, you probably even forgot them. But somehow along the way, there's always going to be a trigger. There's always going to be an experience um, that will bring them forth. And, and I think one of the key things that you just spoke about was the word rest. And, and I think if we as Christians begin to understand what rest looks like um, and begin to apply it, um, we can do prevention or we can do intervention without even knowing it mm -hmm. um, with the things that we face in life. Um, I find that trusting in the Lord with all your heart is the idea where I know who I am in Christ and who I am in God, and I give it all to him. Mm. Giving it all to him doesn't always mean that I know that I'm giving it all to him, but I just, it resonates so well with me and my heart. I trust you with everything, the things that I've hidden, the mm -hmm. things that I've put on the surface, the things that I remember and the things that I don't remember. There are things that we will not remember. And when they hit us, they will hit us like a flood. So I, I, I advise women, especially make sure that you have a rhythm of intimacy with your father that you are in the word and you are in prayer. Every time you wake up, wake up out of a place of rest. So when the past comes at you, it will come at you and it will find you in that space. Um, meaning that to me is holding every thought captive. In the mm -hmm. morning, I wake up. I, you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, you know, I know the thoughts will come. I know the feelings will come. How do I align them with the word of God, with the promises of God? So when they do come, you know what? I will feel it, but I don't have to feel it as much. But let me tell you, um, the past will come at you. Um, honestly, we know we cannot carry it. We know we cannot, we can't, we, ne we cannot solve the problems. We cannot, we cannot take away the pain. Mm -hmm. Surrendering is the key thing. It's just dropping it, letting it go, just letting it go. And it's okay to cry. Don't let anybody tell you it's not okay to cry. Don't let anyone tell you it's not okay to be upset. Don't let mm -hmm. anybody tell you it's not okay to be angry, but you have to do it at the feet of Jesus. Oh, yeah. 
You have to be angry at the feet of Jesus. You yeah. have to be upset at the feet of Jesus. You have to feel at the feet of Jesus because when you do it that way, it's another way of feeling. It's another way of being angry. It's another way of being upset because you realize that I don't have control over this. I'm surrendering this to you, but I am still upset. It's not mm. fixed. I'm still mad, but, <laughs> but like I said, if, if, if we do trust to the point that I know you got my back, I leave it there. He's going to do something with it. And I don't think, you know what, um, Jamie, we have enough time to even talk about my surrendering. You know, I've been through some tough seasons in these past four years mm. and I had to learn to surrender the hard way. And honestly, I, I, I was raised in the church. I've been a Christian, you know, as long as I can remember, pastor's wife, leader, encourager, mentor, you have every title in the book for me. But there was a point that I had to learn to surrender the hard way because a lot of the stuff that I was carrying, God didn't give them to me, mm. pick them up. And when it was time for me to put them down, surrender and feel like failure, surrender and felt like, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't get it, but I had to realize that, you know, there's a point as I weigh the weight of the call that I had in my life, mm -hmm. um, you know what, it was heavy, but his yoke was easy. Surrendering, you know, allowed me to exchange, give him what was too much for me to bear and take what he had purposed me um, to bear. I don't know if that makes sense. To that me. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's what last month was about. June was totally about that. You know, Christ is, you know, the Bible tells us that Christ's yoke is light in ours. And so often we carry things that don't belong on our shoulders, Yeah, yeah. whether it's our own sin or, you know, like, or surrender our own past or lies we've heard about ourselves. those things we carry, but also when we become this martyr of a Christian, because we're doing so much and we think that it all depends on us and we start becoming the savior ourselves in a way we are martyrs and we carry so much and we recognize all of a sudden, like, this is too heavy for me, yep. Yep. you know, and the lies will get us, Jamie, the lies will get us. And, and until that we bring them to Jesus, hmm. um, they will sit there and the, the longer we nurture them, the, the bigger they become. Yeah. And I think that's where second Corinthians 10, five really comes into place. We call it lies. We put it in its place and we can't handle it. We give it to the one that can. Right. You know, I remember when I was, I used to go past this house near my, my home. And then I drive past it, always get like this guilty feeling. And I like when I was four or five, I think I was in kindergarten. I was at a friend's house and this, this incident happened and the father shunned me and from when I was four, right? Five years old. And every time I would go past this house, I would feel guilt and like, won't, right? Like just shame. Mm -hmm. And at, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I felt like the Lord said, Jamie, look at that house. Cause I would never look at it. I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. He said, why are you judging yourself based on a four-year-old? <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I carried a lie about me or a thought process about me from when I was five. Mm -hmm. And and that was buried, right? And it still came up in me and was still affecting me 
And I had to feel it. And I think that's the big thing about hiding things under our tent, right? Stuffing isn't making it okay. We can't just bury it. Like Aiken said, like there was um, one was buried and then the silver was buried deeper even yet. Like what's that light stuff we bury, but what's the stuff we bury even deeper yet? And I feel like a lot of times in our lives, we do listen to these lies. And I love how you said we could start each day saying, I'm going to hold this this dust captive yeah because we don't have to argue with them i don't think i think you're right like we have to feel them we have to tell god this hurts and i'm going to surrender and let you but like jesus didn't argue with satan to try to defend who he was he just spoke the word that's right you know and i think sometimes we try to argue yeah and we have to be true to ourselves and we cannot lie to god can god can you imagine going to the doctors and you know you've been feeling sick and then they ask you the symptoms and you given symptoms for, um, I don't know, for you talking about your toes that it hurts, but when you really have a headache, you know, um, it just doesn't add up. The difference is that God knows it all. And, and I think I posted something recently that says, you know what, whatever God is doing in us, he's not going to do it without our permission. Right. He created us. He is our father, but he wants relationship. How much is a transformed life worth? Did you know only two out of 10 students will make it all the way through high school in Haiti? But even though Haiti is in a humanitarian crisis, there are children who are learning how to dream. We want to invite you to be a hero in a young student's life. We want to invite you to sponsor a high school student so that they will continue to attend high school. They won't be part of the statistic. They will learn critical thinking and leadership and hands-on skills, and you will be empowering them to make the change that we all wanna see in Haiti. We invite you to come along. Go to www.reachoutlefund.org slash give. There you can set up a monthly payment or a one-time payment, but we would love to have you partner monthly with us. Would you be a hero? And that's the enemy's trick as well, to tell us, you know, don't say anything. People will hear, oh my goodness, they're gonna know this about you. More judgment, more shame, just like a lie, because a lie needs another lie to get bigger. But mm-hmm. however, if we choose to just break it and say, you know what? My father's my father. He is my creator. He loves me. He knows my thoughts. He knows my inner being. So I guess what he wants between him and me is, you know, to see, do I know what I'm feeling and do I trust him with my feelings? Mm-hmm. Do I know my fears? Do I trust him with my fears? You know, that tent, do you, does she really know that I built that tent? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I inhabit that tent, you know, so right. as a matter of fact, you're operating on the ins- on the outside. Does she know that I am in the inside? Does she know that I know her inside out? So we need to get to the point, you know, realizing that um, no matter what the past hurt is um, or was, God was there. Mm-hmm. He may not have been the one that made it happen but he allowed it to happen. He knows, and he has a greater lesson and he has a greater um, walk that he want to walk with us. So we could experience him to a greater and deeper level 
right, you know, at the point we're at right now. The enemy thinks it's going to break us, um, but it didn't. And we are still here and we need to realize that our father has us in his plan, no matter what the hurt is, no matter what the pain is. If we surrender, he has a plan to help us walk through it. And mm. it's always a victorious plan. It's not a plan to kill us. We would have been dead already. We're <laughs> alive. Trust me, we're alive because his plan and his purpose is greater mm. than for his glory and for our good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like how you also said earlier, you said surrender can feel like defeat. Oh, but really it's victory, right? It like, is victory. It, but it can, it, it can feel like so, <laughs> yep. but, but yep. living, living in that surrender to him. Yep. So I know our time is, is valuable here with you today and you're sharing your time with me and I'm so appreciative. I want to talk just really quick about the, um, the ladies conference that you're going to have in November. Mm-hmm. So you started a conference in Haiti and I was able to be at the first one and you wanted to bring this amazing conference to Haitian women that we as American women can get. Mm. It's almost kind of normal or natural that anymore, you know, maybe not 20 or 30 years ago, but today there's women who are speaking out and sharing the word of God and mentoring and teaching each other. And you wanted to give that gift to Haitian women and, and it exploded. I mean, I think we had a, what'd you say over a thousand people at the second yeah, last one. one. Yeah. yeah like from yep. all over Haiti. Yep. Um, and I know the miracles that happened at that conference and you are getting ready to do one this fall. Yes. So tell us a little bit about it. Yes, Jamie. So the Haiti ladies conference, we started in 2018 in Haiti Again, it was a space for women to come and and just be and breathe and fellowship and cry and smile and eat and hear stories, share stories, pray over one another. It was just such a great space, Mm. you know, for us women. And um, the idea, the great thing about it was that because our church in Haiti kind of welcomed everyone meaning no matter what your background is, no matter what your ethnicity or race. So, and that was what the conference was all about. But unfortunately, unfortunately, Haiti happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> but you know what? Haiti's, Haiti's, Haiti's coming back, Jamie. It is. Oh, man. And I know how much you love Haiti. And I know how much your heart is attached, you know, to your ministry in Lafont. And I know the ministry that you have going on in Port-au-Prince, you know, pouring into these young people's lives. God is taking notes. Haiti is coming back. I'll tell Amen. you. Haiti is so coming back next year. The conference, the women's conference, um, the Haiti ladies conference, your story matters conference is happening here in Bradenton, Florida this year, but next year we're bringing it to Haiti. Amen. So the idea is a few years ago, God gave me, gave me this theme. Um, We were right in the middle of our um, lead me conference and Mm -hmm. God gave me the theme, your story matters. And Mm -hmm. it was a whole process for me because at the moment I thought it was the next year's um, conference. God already gave me the theme. What is that God? We're not done with this one, but God was doing something in me. Um, And I think when you talk about processing, God was processing my story. He was leading me to process my story so I can lead other women to 
um, understand how their stories matters. You never feel like, you know, the person who's given, you know, you're giving the handouts, you know, you're feeding the people, but you don't normally kind of feel hungry because you know you have food at home because your priority right now is to make sure that people are fed. Um, so it was in a sense that way for me. To me, it's that, you know, these women, they need this. They need this environment. They need this platform. They need to hear other people's stories. And that, and then God pulled me. He said, Suzette, I need you to know that your story matters. I know you love the women. I know, you know, all the things that I have put inside of you to pour out there, but I need to work in you. So wow. Jamie, my world came tumbling down on me. Like everything I stood for, you know, my faith in Christ, my ministry, my marriage, my family, everything. So I had, I had to work my story out. I had wow. to understand, you know, what the heck is going on here, Suzette? What the heck? And, and I thought that was it. But the biggest lesson that I learned throughout all of it, and then God told me, okay, then I release you, is the idea that I was, a, I was in a point in my life where every piece of my story or my life, or if you could picture this big um, pizza pie with many different slices. So each one of these slices, they were my life. So once they were attacked, once mm -hmm. I didn't understand, once there was conflict, it's like life stopped for me. Not realizing that God is my hold <laughs> and then everything else is a piece. So I had to work in my life, in my story through every piece wow. of my life. So God put it all together. Thank God he did. And I know he would. And if I if I could sit you down and tell you the things that I've been through, man, you know, this girl here, I, I'll tell you, there were times that I laid down my Bible, my Bible's next to me. I won't open it because mm. that's the season I was in, in life. Yeah. And that's why I said earlier, you could be upset, but be upset at the feet of Jesus. Be angry, be angry at the feet of Jesus. So with all that said, when I see how much that I was able to process my story, especially through COVID, because the enemy had a way of isolating people, telling them that they are alone and feeding us the lies. And if we kept nurturing those lies, then we ended up alone. Mm -hmm. But somehow God turned it around for me. He allowed me to work on my story so I can you know, encourage others, not, you know, not a, as a hypocrite, you know, to work on their stories because I know my breakthrough right. is the breakthrough of so many others. And when my story reach, reaches the next person, the next woman, it makes right. room for them because there's room for each one of us. Yes. Our experiences are different. So with all that said, these women in Haiti, they got it. 2018, 2020, we had one, had another conference in Texas last year. And then it's our fifth year anniversary. I said, you know what? God, here I am. I'm answering the call because this conference is not just for Haitian. It's just, you know, for women. And I want Haitian women to kind of experience, you know, um, what we've experienced in Haiti. Can you imagine we're bringing Haiti to America? Ooh. 
<laughs> Normally, we're bringing, Haiti. And we're bringing Haiti to America and we're giving people, you know, other women, you know, an opportunity who mm-hmm. want to go to Haiti, who cannot go to Haiti, you know, to be make this a mission trip, you know, bring Absolutely. a few girlfriends from different states. You would go to Haiti, but you know what? I'm going to hang out with a few Haitian girls in Bradenton, mm-hmm. Florida, November 10th and 11th, um, where our stories do matter. We are making room for others because we are embracing who we are. And I tell folks every period, every comma, every parenthesis, every um, question mark, exclamation mark, they do count. And we need to know that they count. And we need to let those around us know that they count and let them know they are not alone. There is a God who saved. He sent his only son, Jesus Christ. To walk on this earth and the Holy Spirit inhabits us and whatever we go through, we don't have to go through it alone. And when we don't go through it alone, we allow somebody else to see us feel. We could encourage them to feel. And then we could spread the word out there and let them know that Jesus loves them and make room and, you know, just elevate this kingdom. Amen. We have a job to do. We have a work to do. I said Amen. a whole lot here. So I that was beautiful. The essence of it all. I'm, I'm like, telling you, your I'm just like, story matters. And I have my bracelet. You see, your story matters. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I, I when you said there's all these pieces of the pie and you're like, if if like my if that part was attacked, I felt like my whole life. Ooh. I feel like God has done this stripping of my life of like, you know, it was really hard and nobody really understood it like because I was a massage therapist. I was very good. And the Lord said, I want you to step out of that. Like I was going to do missionary. I felt him calling. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I kind of said it under my breath. I wasn't like this big, Oh, I'm a man. Like I was like, uh. mm-hmm. but I could still be that massage therapist. Cause that's who I was. That's, you mm-hmm. know, in my mind, that was where my value came from. Mm-hmm. And I realized this last year, about a year ago that he was stripping me of all my identities. So I could finally find out who I really was. Mm-hmm right? Because I was angry then last fall when I was torn, you know, taken out of Haiti because my husband didn't want me there out of protection and all the, everything going on. And I was so angry. I'm like, Lord, I left this because you called me to be a missionary. I didn't want to be a missionary. Now I'm finally like saying I am a missionary and now I'm not even in the country. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just keep stripping me of whatever. And it was like, boom, he's, he said, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. not, a, you're not this and you're not that. You're, you're who I call you to be. That's right. That's and, right. and like you said, mm-hmm. he said, are you so, are you committed to the mission or are you committed to me? Because no matter where you are, right. there is a mission for you. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. What I failed to say earlier is that you are the um, <laughs> coordinator, the conference coordinator for this year's conference. So For sure. And I really want to kind of encourage you because I think I had a few people who felt a certain way because they had to leave Haiti and thinking that they're not doing enough because they're not in Haiti. You know what? I say the safest place to be is to be in the will of God. Amen. Um, Don't let anybody put you down because you're not in a certain place doing a certain things, doing certain things. You are where God calls you to do to be. And you are doing what God calls you to do in the season that he calls you to do. And that's what resonated with me because um, my kids, our kids are getting older. 
Um, we needed to make decisions. I don't feel any different if I was in Haiti. I'm doing what God calls me to do for Haiti, for his glory, wherever yeah. I'm at. So, and I think it's the same way for you. And any other missionary friends who are listening, you know, who feel like, you know, you failed Haiti. I think you've given Haiti what you needed to give Haiti in the moment that you needed to give Haiti, whether it had to be, you had to be there, you know, you had to be present. But you know what? Haiti's in your heart. If you're praying for Haiti, you're supporting Haiti. If you're sending a kid to school, you're um, supporting Haiti. If you're um, supporting a, um, an organization like, you know, like Jamie's, you know, doing wonderful work in the life of these kids, giving them access to education, you're supporting Haiti. If you're supporting your church that is supporting Haiti, you're supporting Haiti. Yeah. So the idea is um, don't let anybody make you feel any lesser than you are because you are not there anymore. But the only thing that I have to say is that I miss you. If you were in with us, you know, this is an opportunity to come back, come big reunion, Bradenton, Florida, um, Veterans Day weekend, November 10 and 11 here in Bradenton, Florida. So yeah, right. I do miss my missionary community. I miss my friends. Mm. I miss, you know, I miss, um, my church family. I miss my community all together. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So what a great reunion we can, we yes, can have in sure. Bradenton, Florida, right off of Tampa. You can yep. fly into Tampa super easy. A lot of times you can get cheap tickets into Tampa. So yep. be watching it's, it's veterans weekend, like you said. And so the Friday is already off because because it's the, you know, yes. we hopefully we have a holiday weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have a little bit of space, but we're excited. We're excited yes. for what's to come and just this time of reunion. So thank you, Suzette, for joining me today. Aww, um, I am so blessed. I'm so blessed every time we talk, um, you know, and, and I just love that you're just such a real person, you know, you did go through a struggle and, and, oh, yeah. and I could, I remember seeing it from afar, not knowing what was uh -huh. going on, but mm -hmm. you know, that's our job as, as the church to pray yes. for our, our leaders, to pray for our pastors and their wives. Mm -hmm. And so if I want to just encourage somebody right now, that if they see their pastor and his wife struggling, pray for them. Don't mm -hmm. talk about them behind their back. Don't go and say, Oh, this is that. I think something's going on. Get on your knees and pray for your pastor and his wife, because Satan will want nothing more than for you to do split. But God did something amazing in your life. And it has, it was not a setback. It was, it was like pulling yeah. back the bow. Right. And now you are flying out because God pulled you back and you had to, you had to face all of these things that he needed to strip out of your life, these lies that maybe you believe these things that you saw, these values, you thought you came that where you got them from. And now, you know, 100% who you are, you know, that it doesn't matter how many missions or, or ministries you're doing, your life is valuable in Christ. And you have yep. a father that loves you. And yep. because of that, when we know that we can minister in a way that we cannot minister, not knowing, you know, when we don't know who we truly are and confident in who we truly are in Christ, we always have this compare. We always have this jealousy. We always have this little bit of backbiting and God does not want that. He wants us to be knowing who we are so we can have a space for other people at the table. And you are such an example of that. And so I'm just so proud to have you today. And that's that's so awesome. Jamie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I something just hit me in the head right now. I'll share with you later um, concerning okay. the conference. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? 
um, you said it well. And we just need to know that um, I am grateful. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for praying friends. I'm grateful for praying community. Um, if you're hurting, you're a leader. It's okay to say I'm hurting, you know? Amen. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's okay to say it. You don't say it to break or bring anyone down, but you say it to say that I am a person I am feeling, you know, I have feelings yeah. as well. I have blood running through these veins. Um, whoever will judge will judge, but whoever God sets on your path to be, um, to be a friend, to be a prayer warrior, to be a prayer partner, even in time of, you know, God will let them operate in that. Um, the other thing that you want to be sure of as well, if you are a leader out there, know that the enemy tells lies, know when to identify the lies, but when, know when to accept the truth. There are certain things that you are seeing. It's not the enemy lying. It's the truth. You need to embrace the truth and know how to deal with that truth and not call it lies because we have to be able to make that distinction. And I think that's what God has graced me with, being able to call out the enemy's lies, but however, to be able to reconcile with the truth. And mm -hmm. if you, yeah, reconcile with the truth, you know, live in forgiveness, reconcile with the truth and confess so you can be healed. And that's when we have power. And trust me, you could come, you could come after me all you want. You could come after Jamie when it comes to me, but because I know that Jamie needs me in this war that we are in, I have to arm myself every day with the armor of God, knowing that I have to stand in the gap for Jamie as she stands in the gap or she will stand in the gap for me as I need it. So thank you again for allowing me to share this. We'll go in depth with this. Maybe this might be a conversation at the conference. You never know. Uh, Maybe. I know. think so. <laughs> you never know because something just clicked up here. I, I think you we need know. to have these more often even on the, on the, sure, the sure. podcast. So we're going to have you back. Yes. All right. God bless right. you. I know you're going to go. Love you. Love you. Bye -bye. Isn't Suzette amazing? I tell you, each time I talk with her, when we're really talking about the Word of God and what God has done for us, I just always get Holy Spirit goosebumps. You know, it's just you just sense the Lord when you hear her. And she truly is an amazing inspiration to me. And I hope she inspired you. I hope she encouraged you. Today, I want you to know that I'm praying for you. If you're going through a hard time, I would love to speak with you. If you need a little bit of encouragement, let me know. I'd love to pray for you. If you have not subscribed yet, click that button, leave me a review, and follow along. If you think somebody else needs to hear this message today, would you share it with them? Let's build this community together. God bless.